Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Welcome to another edition of Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio and AlignRadio.com. My name is Ray and I'm your host of the show. We have a very special event this week and I'm kind of excited to tell you all about it. I'm, as many of you know, if you've been listening to the show for the last couple of weeks, maybe month, I'm sort of head over heels for a new channel that I've come across that feels so very Abrahamic to me, so very much in the same vibration as the teachings of Abraham, which many of us who listen to the show are kin and very close to. But the channel that I'm talking about is Frank Butterfield, who is a channel who is pulling in on energy that he calls the communion of light. And much like Esther Hicks, he is tapping into his higher knowing, his higher consciousness, something that we all have access to. But special uh, honed energy, like Frank is doing, is able to bring that information from source in such a clear, clarifying way that I think our higher uh, knowing really responds. So today's show is actually going to be a feature of what Frank does on a weekly basis in a teleconference and the website Communion of Light. It's called The Village and what it is is conference calls where Frank opens up his consciousness and really responds to everyday questions from folks like me and you. And what comes about in these exchanges is some of the most extraordinary metaphysically leading edge content I have ever heard. And so, of course, I can't wait to share it with you. And if you've been listening to the show, you've had a taste of Frank. But this hour is dedicated to some of the information coming through this wonderful knowing. And the topic that you're going to hear in this teleconference that Frank um, has actually been working on with the village, with people who are interacting with him and asking these everyday questions is today's show is really focused on the idea of freedom, the idea of the true freedom that is ours as source energy, and that the only problem we ever, ever have is resistance to that knowing. Mm, It all seems so easy when you hear it like that. I think you'll enjoy this hour, and we'll be back next week, Janice and myself, to comment and go more deeply into the information you're about to hear on today's show. So sit back, relax, and get ready to align with Source Energy. The Communion of Light audio content is copyright protected by Frank Butterfield. All rights reserved. Use with permission. 
And again, if you'd like to check out more of his work, go to communionoflight.com. Here we go. Yes, indeed, and we are very much enjoying entering into this communion of light with you, and we are finding ourselves quite pleased and quite honored to be connecting with you in all of the ways that we are doing so here today. And we're wondering from our dear friend, who will be bringing us the first question? Um, I had a question about what had happened this um, past week and Christmas time. I had gone up to my sister-in-law's family, and I had really been looking forward to it because I always have a good time. They they make me laugh a lot. The conversations are really incredible about film and books and music, and and they're just usually delicious conversations. And this time, I was much more aware of a lot of negativity and bitterness and things that I realize have always probably been there, but I have never focused on them. And I was sort of curious because a couple of things happened. My first reaction was, of course, you know, I've done something wrong or whatever. I'm not, my vibration isn't up to where it was. And I just was noticing the things that I shouldn't be noticing. And then I realized that it was probably part of something bigger because it certainly made, the contrast made me very aware that I, um, about what I didn't want uh, in terms of not wanting to be around that kind of thing. But also, I had always looked at that as sort of a plan B for me at some point that, you know, I might move up and be with them and stuff. And then I realized that there is no freedom that's involved in the field. There's no feeling of freedom involved there. And that um, it made me much more sure of what I wanted. But I was just sort of curious about, because that that sort of has happened to me before where I just haven't noticed something. It's been there all the time. It's been the right writing on the white wall, but I just haven't noticed it before. And I'm wondering if that is what was happening. Well, remember, the reason why it's called the art of allowing, the reason why our friends Abraham used that term, is because there is an art to allowing yourself to have the fullness of your experience. And you've not been taught that. That's not what you were originally taught. And so it makes a lot of sense that as you begin to allow more and more and more of the experience that you're calling forth into your into your life, and you're managing it less and less and less, all of the things that you've done in the past to manage your experience, well, you're not going to be as good at that anymore because you're not as practiced at it. You're not as trained at it. You're learning how to allow, which means now, it doesn't mean that you're moving into safer and better environments. It doesn't mean that life is going to get rosier and rosier and rosier. Far from it, in fact, in many cases from that old way of looking at things perspective is what we mean. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If it served no other purpose than the fact that you were able to come here today and say the vibration that I should be in and to realize what you're saying when you say that as though there is some vibration you should not be in. And there is not a vibration you should not be in the full the full spectrum of all experiences is available to you in whatever way you choose. You are the master manifester. It's up to you to decide. But there's no should or should not. There's just what you want and what you don't want. And what we love is the fact that it helped you get great clarity about what you do want and what you don't want and decide more and more and more to go in the direction of what feels better and better and better and to have more and more freedom 
we're just very much in love with that, completely in love with that. And we invite you to look at what has happened not as something that has gone wrong at all. No, I don't think it... Yeah, I don't think it was something that had gone wrong. I, I didn't. Well, then, can you explain to us then the basis of your question? Well, I mean, I, I, that was my first reaction. Then I realized it wasn't wrong. I realized that it... No, it was, it was really just sort of understanding this thing of of allowing in a way of not managing. Because I really do feel that I wasn't managing. Um, and that felt good. And yet... It's true that I'm I'm less in the vortex when I'm not managing, but that's a, but I'm okay with that. Well, we do invite you to go back and listen to the words that you're saying. Okay. Because we want you to understand, and 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 again, it's not the words. It's never really the words. But what we want you to understand is that there is nothing going on here other than what you're drawing to you. And either everything is wonderful or nothing is. Because, look, either you're creating perfectly or you're miscreating, but you can't miscreate. It's beyond your ability to do that. And it's not an ability you would want to have in the first place. And to even discuss it is actually quite silly although we understand in the context of the training that you've had culturally, it makes a lot of sense to discuss it because you're taught over and over and over again you're doing things wrong. But you see, what we invite you to do is to train yourself to go in the direction of noticing how no matter what is going on, you're actually in the right place at the right time. And we know that's, that's exactly what this has done. We know this has brought you back to that point over and over and over again. But it's interesting, isn't it, that... <laughs> it's, it's, okay, sorry, hold on. <laughs> it's interesting that trucks and motorcycles have come out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, hold on just a second. Um, seriously, nowhere. Like, they're once again, they're doing what they did to me yesterday. Okay. Which is, like, I'm in this place where there's nobody ever here, and now they're all gathering. All right. Okay. So what we want you to understand about this is that there's not really anything wrong going on here, including the fact that we may be calling you out on this. And we may okay. be saying, look, this wrong. But that's not what we mean at all. What we mean is there's everything that happened here was exactly right. And we really do invite you to make that your dominant stand. And that's not a, we could say it's a vibrational thing, but it's a mixture of vibrations. It's a combination of different vibrations. In other words, it's determination, it's intention, it's desire. It's an attitude of how you're going to evaluate things to make that the first point of evaluation. Wouldn't that be fun? And to realize, look, yes, in, in 15 seconds you get it. Boom. Not going to be moving here. Yeah, that's not going to work for me. 
Because now that I'm not managing my vibration anymore, now that what I'm doing is I'm allowing my vortex to be what, what really is running the show, which is what all of this allowing is about, by the way. Now that I'm going to let my vortex run the show, now that I'm going to let that my inner being, which is my vortex, which is who I am, now that I'm going to let that, not the part of me that believes I'm separated and need to do things, which doesn't mean you're not going to do anything. You'll probably do lots more than you ever have before. But the part of you that has felt as though you've got to get it done or you've got to accomplish it, including getting into your vortex, putting that on the to-do list. Right. Now that you're not doing that anymore, things are going to seem a little bit more chaotic. But the, but the wonderful thing is that in that chaos, just as we just experienced here, wonderful things come out of that. Wonderful, beautiful, amazing things come out of that. It's the imperfection of your moments that is where all of the really good stuff happens, not the ones that are super, super smooth. Now, it's nice to have both, isn't it? Yes. Because if everything was smooth, you would get bored pretty quickly. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And indeed. So, And the fact that you have these wonderful people in your life who call you forth and say, look, come have a wonderfully dysfunctional, bitter... Christmas with us, what they're really saying to you is there's something here for you and we're inviting you to have it if you want it. Now, what we're not saying by any stretch of the imagination is that you should subject yourself to situations that you really know that you don't like just for the contrast of it all. That's not what we're suggesting whatsoever. But in the course of following your intuition, you end up in situations where you're thinking, well, uh, from the old way of looking at things, how did I get here? In other words, what did I do wrong to make this happen? When you get there, the first thing you know is, well, I didn't do anything. That's the first answer is I didn't do anything wrong. So this must be here for a reason. There's something really juicy here. And it's not here for a teaching reason. It's not here for a, well, I really need to get these lessons so I can move on with my life reason. It's here because there's something juicy in the moment. And in this is the thing we keep wanting to come back to over and over again. In the brokenness of the situation, there is a tremendous amount of opportunity and potential. That is perfect. That is actual perfection in expression. Because when you realize that everything that's going wrong is actually stuff that's going right, it's just stuff that you don't like in the moment. That's all then you really begin to understand, well, this is why it's perfect. Right now, right here, right right in this moment. This is why this is yet another of my perfect creations. Do you understand this? Yes. Um, when you're saying um, something about this is an opportunity for, and then I I was sort of at a loss of what it's an opportunity, I mean, opportunity for. Well, does it, you've got it already. Okay, okay. It was an opportunity for you to understand that this is not a place that you ever want to spend very long periods of time at. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and yet I still can enjoy them and whatever, but I just, you're right. That's not what I wanted. Blessed is the arrival and blessed is the departure. Absolutely. So, have we answered your question? You have. Thank you so much. Indeed, and we thank you very, very much for your very delicious question. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction. Don't think about 
When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer or positive intention can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative prayer, activating the power of yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Return to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Hi. Um, so I picked up the topic of money again yesterday, and I haven't been able to put it back down. And one of the reasons I think that is is that I'm I still I haven't seen any results yet. Um and I and I almost I don't wanna I I'm afraid of putting it back down because I'm thinking that there's something there's still something that I need to do because I I I have let a lot of it go. I can't say that in the past week I haven't thought about money because I have, but I haven't thought about money like I used to think about it. it I mean, it's, they're more side thoughts than they are thoughts that I think all day long. Right, so let's, here, let's, let's start with that improvement. Okay. Let's, let's start with that positive contrast. So when you're thinking about money, it's just... And look, you're going to think about money. Money is not the issue, right? It's the lack of money is what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. The absence of money. that The thing that it's not there that you want to be there. Yeah. So that's it, really. Look, and and as we've said before in, in slightly different ways, you could sit down in a chair and in five minutes feel all of that lack and then move on with your life. What you're doing right here is you're trying to manage that situation. You're trying to manage your thinking. And really what you want to manage is your vibration, and then your thinking will get a lot easier. And you're not even really going to manage your vibration. What you're going to do, and this is what we were just saying to our friend 
before in a slightly different way. What you're going to do, if you want to, but it's a very powerful thing to do, is to sit down in a chair and feel the lack. Just feel it, feel it, feel it. And if you're afraid, well, law of attraction is going to bring me more lack. No. No, because what you're doing is you're reaching for the wanted aspect of things. This is why we say, in our very, very unique way, this is, this, these conversations are the leading edge of the leading edge because where we're going further with is you don't have to be afraid of your thoughts and you do not have to be afraid of law of attraction. All that you need to understand is how it works. And how it works is that what the things that are created in unwanted experiences are resistance. Resistance means I don't want this. So I will push against it. And when you are pushing against a vibration, in other words, when you are pushing against a feeling, and you're saying, no, I don't want this, no, I don't want this, no, I don't want this, you're just building it up, building it up, building it up. But if you will allow yourself to feel it, and the vibration will shift very quickly if you allow yourself to feel it. When you do that, then your thoughts, because your thoughts arise, though your interpretation of the vibration, your thoughts will then begin to go in a much better direction. And when we say better, we mean in a direction more aligned with what you're wanting. So one of the things that you might one of the things that you might do is you might just sit in your chair and again, we don't suggest you do this with anyone or talk to anyone about it, but that it be a very solitary process. Because when anyone else is involved, what happens is then you begin to judge what you're doing, thinking and saying. And in this place, we recommend that you not do that. You let yourself have free reign. And again, we're talking about three to five minutes at the most. But you'll know because you'll feel the energy. You'll feel it rise up, crest, and fall. And when it falls, you'll know you're done. So if you need something to get started with, you can just say, well, fuck the money. Or you could say, fuck those ghosts, whatever you want to say. Whoever you want to particularly curse at that moment, feel free to. What will happen, of course, is that when you let that, when you stop holding back those reins, we understand this is so confusing because of how you've been taught. You've been taught to control things. You put your hand on a steering wheel and you turn to the right to get the car to go to the right. You turn to the left to go to the left. We understand that. This is different. You're not driving a car here. You're not building a ship. You're actually allowing something. If you were willing to, you could learn how to, quote, unquote, drive a car without ever putting your feet on the pedals or putting your hands on the steering wheel. And the car would drive itself on your behalf. We're not suggesting that any of you try to do that. We're saying that for purely theoretical reasons. You're... It's much easier to do this with something like money, where with money what you're doing is you're literally, as we've said to you before, snapping your fingers and it's coming to you. You have to allow it to come, and the other thing that you have to do is allow those things within you, and that's what you're experiencing right now, those things within you that are in contradiction to the idea of what you're wanting to evolve themselves, they ha those thoughts have to go somewhere. Those, The little chocolates or bits of diamonds that you've got squirreled away in your pocket, the ones that say, I don't have it, I don't have it, I don't have it, you're going to have to take them out of your pocket and let them go. But the reason why we say it like that is because you have to feel, you have, if you're going to take something out of your pocket, you have to identify what it is, correct? 
So you have to put your hand in your pocket, feel it, take it out, look at it, and let it go. Well, that takes, if you were literally taking a piece of something out of your pocket and doing that, that would take about two or three seconds. This might take a little bit longer, but not significantly longer. Do you understand all of this? Yes, I do. Perfectly. Thank you. And have we answered your question? Yes, we have. Thank you very much. Indeed, and we thank you very, very much for your very delicious question. Yes, I had a question regarding contrast. And I believe that it is a normal part of human life. And how do you know then when this normal contrast comes up versus you're out of alignment with something? All contrast arises because you're out of alignment with something. So it's impossible to live perfectly aligned Indeed. as a human. Okay. Indeed. It is. You can't do it. You can't get very close to it, but even those who are perfect... But here's the thing. Perfect alignment means resistance to nothing. It's kind of a circular... It's a circular loop, isn't it? Because if you're not resisting anything, then you would allow contrast. So, in fact, your question is now building on the previous two questions because now we get to say, look, it's all contrast. This is just the contrast that you like and the contrast you don't like. Mm-hmm. But as a human being, you need contrast. That's how you know left from right, up from down, red from green. You need contrast. The, the contrast, there is a contrast, there's a vibrational difference between the color red and the color green as your eyes see them and your brain interprets that information and your mind uses that information in order to discover, to discover is this a stoplight or is this a go light? Mm-hmm. Contrast is needed all along the way for that to happen. You need to have the contrast in the different hues. So that you understand the difference between red and green, the, all of the different ways in which two colors are different from each other. You would need, in the case of a, of a stoplight, you would know that the one at the top or the one to the left is the one that says stop, and the one to the right or the one to the bottom is the one that says go. And you would understand what the difference is between stop and go, walk and don't walk. That there is a flow that is walking and there is a flow that is not walking, where you're standing and you're waiting to walk and you're anticipating walking. Every single one of these things requires contrast. The language that Frank is speaking on our behalf, you need to understand the difference between all of the different sounds in order to understand the words. You need that difference. You need to know the difference between the and puff mm-hmm. because they're different, and it's contrast that tells you that. Look, if you were just to take your hand and and find the silkiest of silky smooth fabrics and run your hand across it, the way you know it is a silky, silky smooth fabric is because you can then take your hand and rub it across burlap and feel the difference. Now, you don't need burlap in order to have silk or silk to have burlap. We don't mean that. It's not a causal thing. It's a, you've discovered that there are these differences in this physically manifested world, and there's really good stuff to be had here. 
Sometimes you want silk and sometimes you want burlap. You're not going to carry 50 pounds of potatoes in a silk bag. Just like you're probably not going to wear burlap to bed. Hopefully. Well, I had not... um, a follow-up with the idea that physical illness, usually that piece of contrast is usually an indicator of resistance. But what about illnesses that don't have symptoms? Um, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. Someone has to tell you to test or whatever that you have these physical problems. How do they give the con the in but what you're doing here, you're mixing apples and oranges. First of all, uh -huh. what you're saying is you're talking about cause and effect. And when we are, we're going to talk about this, but we're not talking about medicine. We're not talking about health or nutrition. We're not talking about physical prescriptions. We're talking about vibration. So, but mm -hmm. when you bring this up in the way that you're doing, what you're yeah. talking about is the cause and effect aspect of medicine. You have high blood pressure, ergo you're doing damage to your eyes. You have high cholesterol, ergo, plaque is building up on your arteries. Mm -hmm. Now, if that's what feels better to you to think about, then you know that thinking about those things and being aware of those things is important because it feels better. If armed with the knowledge that reducing high blood pressure will lengthen the life of your kidneys and your liver and your eyes, then it makes a lot of sense that you would want to be very concerned and pay attention to your blood pressure. Now, the thing that you have now, the thing that you are overlooking in all of this is the fact that you even know about the concept of blood pressure. And the thousands of years of contrast that precede you where someone finally figured out at some point in some way that Blood pressure, first of all, the treatment for high blood pressure is no longer to cut open your arm and relieve the blood. Mm -hmm. That doesn't solve the problem of high blood pressure. Now, we're not saying that high blood pressure is a problem, but we're also not saying that it is not. Okay. We're just talking about it within the context of what you're bringing up. We want to be very clear about that. Yeah. Over time, people discovered, oh, wait a second, High blood pressure causes this problem and this problem and this problem and this problem. Now, how did they discover that? Well, they were looking for an answer to a question, and this answer happened to be the path of least resistance. Just like to say that did Aunt Gertrude die because of old age, or did she die because of cancer? It kind of depends what country she lived in and what medicine was she was using and what treatment modalities were involved. Perhaps she had an excess of humors. Perhaps she had too much fire energy running through her chi. Perhaps her prana was blocked. All absolutely correct answers within the context of the question, depending upon who is asking the question and where they are and what year it is, so to speak. The point we're trying to make here is that this isn't medical school. Right. This is a gathering where we're talking about who you are, and you are a vibrational being first and foremost. When, when you asked us the question at the beginning, if you notice, the answer that we gave you actually addressed the second question that you brought us. What we mean by that is that the first answer that we gave you 
And as we were describing it, we were trying to tell you by focusing on the positive aspects of things mm -hmm. that you need this contrast, and that contrast includes your quote-unquote health issues. Now, we're not saying that someone who has health issues is not in pain or suffering. We don't mean that. But you can suffer from a relationship not working out the way you want it to or from not having enough money just as much as you can suffer from health issues. Suffering is suffering and suffering is suffering. Mm -hmm. It's not the contrast that causes the suffering. It's the training that you have in rejecting unwanted things and putting them aside in your pocket, as we were talking about earlier, that causes suffering. It's the rejection of the what is. Not from a, I'm not going to pay attention to the what is because I'm going to turn my attention to what I really want which is at, at, in order to effectively do that, as you're all beginning to understand in very powerful ways, you have to be okay with the what is first. We're talking about the kind of rejection of what is where you're saying, well, I absolutely positively do not want this pain. And every time I have this pain, I'm going to scrunch up my fists and I'm going to beat them on the table and I'm going to say, I don't want this pain, 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 which digs you in deeper with the pain. It binds you to the pain. It doesn't release it, and it has not the effect that you're thinking. Because it did work when you were a child to bang your fists on the table and say, I'm not going to eat this oatmeal, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Because eventually you just wear someone down when you do that. But your body doesn't respond to you in that way. Your body, which is much smarter than your parents ever were, can't be bullied into submission. It just goes where you go. You're offering resistance. It says, okay, oh, you want more? All right, we, we, we can bring that around. We can, we can add to the pain. We can increase the suffering. That's fine. Your body does, is not judging your experience. It's just going where you're going. So if you want to go towards well-being, what you're going to want to do is, first of all, to relax. The second thing, as you're relaxing, would be to begin, and you're not going to do this immediately overnight, but to begin to start entertaining ideas such as, what is it that this experience is bringing me that I can find positive about it? Sometimes it's pretty easy when someone gets a cold or a sniffle or a touch of the flu or whatnot, and they're taking to bed for two or three days to recover, or four or five or ten days, and they realize after a while, oh, I can see this was really helpful because I slowed down and I was really wanting to slow down. And I didn't quite know how to say no to other people. And I hadn't quite figured out how to arrange things so that, or how to make determinations and decisions within myself, or even just how to manage my experience so that I could slow down. But fortunately, I have one of those, I'm in one of those cultures where if I've got a cold, it's understood I'm going to go home and go to bed because I don't want to infect other people and I need to take care of myself. And everyone agrees with that. So, that's a very downstream approach to actually taking some time for myself and slowing down a little bit because I can't say no to my boss, I'm not going to go to that meeting if I'm perfectly healthy sitting in the next room. But if I've got a cold or a sniffle, I can go home and recover and recoup from there. And no one is going to think twice about it. 
Oh, they might grumble and they might be annoyed, but they're not going to be annoyed to the point of firing me because I was at home in bed. It's legitimate. Mm-hmm. Now, we know that sometimes this is not exactly what's going on, and we're, it may be to some people that this is a trivialization of a much bigger and much more important issue. What we're trying to point out, however, is it's all vibrational. And there is a reason, not a life lesson, this is what I need to learn reason, but there is a reason, there's some something that you are wanting as a result of what you're giving yourself. And even if you never really discover what that is, just the acknowledgement, just saying, okay, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this pain. Uh-huh. I can find a way to be okay with it. I don't like it. I, it sucks. It drives me nuts. But I'm okay with it. I can find a way to be okay with this. Because in other words, you don't want to compound a misdemeanor into a felony. You don't want to take something that you already know you don't like and make it worse by resisting it. What you can do because you have the ability to make decisions and set intentions is to decide, I'm going to find a way to be okay with this and to intend, I'm going to find a way to get more and more into alignment with the tremendous well-being that is in everything, everywhere, all of the time. And as you do that, you will get opportunities. And some of them may look like taking pills. Some of them may look like seeing doctors. Some of them may look like just having a good cry. Some of them may look like walking through a field of daisies and enjoying what that looks like and how it feels to be out under the sun. Some of it may look like taking a long nap. Some of it may look like eating chocolate fudge sundaes. Some of it may look like playing with a child. Some of it may look like watching a television show. Some of it may look like just sitting there staring off into space. But when you're connecting to the powerful stream of well-being and you're following what feels better to you, you will naturally go towards those things that in that moment are a perfect alignment for you for the amount of well-being that you're willing to allow. And if you feel like you're not allowing as much well-being as you would like, you can always just say to yourself, all right, I want to allow more. So my intention now is to find more and more really delicious, wonderful, delightful experiences that bring me more and more into alignment with the wonderful, tremendous, powerful well-being that I know that abides everywhere and is in all things. Yes. you understand all of this? I do. Thank you very much. Indeed. And we thank you very much for your very delicious question. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after the break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction, a special edition featuring the communion of light and the channel of Frank Butterfield. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Don't think about it. Let it unfold. Let it go. From on the air to on the sea, pack your bags and come with me. Hey, hey, what you waiting for? An early winter rendezvous with all the things you love to do. Hey, hey, treat yourself to more. A little more summer, a little more sun, a little less work and a lot more fun. A little more beach, a little more sand, a little less stress and a lot more pain. Join your favorite Unity Online Radio hosts for Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. 
on this fun-filled Caribbean adventure, enjoy sunshine, exceptional dining, and island excursions. Feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation, plus one-on-one time with some of your favorite hosts. That's Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. To learn more, go to unity.fm slash cruise. A little more sunset, a little more sea, a little less do and a lot more be. been listening to everyday attraction where the law of attraction gets real to learn more become a fan of our facebook page search for everyday attraction or email us at everyday attraction at unity.fm your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio and AlignedRadio.com. We have a special edition of our Law of Attraction show this week where we're featuring the channel Frank Butterfield. And he is channeling an energy that he calls the communion of light, which is his high self, his high knowing. And if many of you are familiar with the Abraham teachings, I think you'll hear some of the similar flavors and uh, perspectives of that vibration. And they sometimes refer to their friends, Abraham, which is kind of fun and kitschy. But we have uh, more segments for you to listen to of a pre-recorded teleconference where Frank was channeling this energy, answering questions from everyday people like you and me. Uh, specifically about the intricacies of their life and how they can apply these deep laws of attraction. Stay tuned for another segment as we go deeper into the concept of already having what you want and that freedom is your birthright. Back to the teleconference. Here we go. Hi, I um I've been enjoying a few days off around Christmas and I've been relaxing, a bit like you were saying to a previous person about uh, when you're off ill, you can kind of switch off, which is definitely what I've been doing over the past few days. Um, and I'm feeling a lot better about a number of things that have been bugging me a bit, um, mainly about my work and my future choices in my career. And I've been reading a book which I'm really enjoying, which is helping feed my um, my pleasure about working. Uh, I have lots of ex- to me exciting ideas uh, where I can go and what well more specifically what I'd like to do rather than how I'm going to get there. Um, and I'm just generally been feeling a lot less resistant to things that have been bugging me for a while. And I wondered if you could uh, talk me through it again and just sort of help me amplify it and. Uh, Make it more. Well, the place that we would start is this. What is it about what is happening now that you find easy to allow to be what it is, regardless of whether you like it or not? Um, I think because um, I'm, I have, there's nothing that I have to do at the moment. So I don't have to go to work. I don't have to think about it. I can just get up at lunchtime or go to bed early or go to bed late. I, I can do exactly what I want at the moment. There's nothing that I actually have to do. So that makes allowing an awful lot easier than when I feel that there are things that I have to do and um, that there are these pressures on me. Well, 
but let's let's all right. So that's really really good. And let's take that. Let's take that feeling. You've got that feeling. Do you know what that feels like? Um. Well, it's, it's a word I've been I've been thinking of words recently about uh, around this topic, and excitement is now one. It used to be relief, but it's now more about um, excitement. I think. Well, <clears throat> excitement is your reaction to noticing what you're feeling. You're feeling this okay. way, then you notice it, and you get excited, and you're thinking, "Oh, this is really good," and that's good. Okay. But we don't, and we don't necessarily have to come up with a word. We can call it aspidistra if you want to. But there's some. Let's come up with some word, whatever it is, that represents the feeling that is causing the excitement. Freedom. All right. Very good. So, although we like aspidistra better, but we'll go with freedom. So, whereas. When you are at your workplace, your current workplace, you don't have the freedom that you're looking for. Otherwise, the contrast would not be so clear, correct? Correct. All right. So now, without looking at causes, you don't know why. You don't know why. But can you imagine sitting in the chair where you sit, sitting in front of the computer or in front of the client or whatever it is that you're doing in that place. Can you imagine feeling the same freedom there, even if it's just fleeting? Yes, I can. All right. So in very, very brief in a very brief way, just describe to us what your workspace looks like. Uh, normally it's a little bit messy, but it is sitting at a desk in front of a computer um, not all that much space, but um, I work from home, so I've got a lovely view out the window into the countryside, which is uh, somewhere where I look for relief when I need it. All right. So in your workspace, you've got a view of the countryside. What do you see in the countryside? Can you just give us five or six things? Um, several fields, some of them grassy, some of them are um, crops, um, a few uh, wooded areas, and uh, a lot of dog walkers, which is always good fun. All right. So here's what we're going to suggest. First of all, the first thing we want to say is you're not going to do this forever. You're going to do it for maybe two or three days at the most. Although, as we've said before, when a ghost says time, never would really trust them. The key here is to notice what changes as you're practicing this. So what we want you to do is to decide now the four or five things that you can see from where you're sitting, whether it's raining, whether it's cloudy or foggy, whether it's bright sunshine, whether it's inside the house, whether it's outside the house, it doesn't matter. The four or five things that you can see from your vantage point that you can invest like touchstones with the quality of freedom. We wouldn't suggest that you put it in the dogs or the walkers because they come and go. Okay. Yep, I can do that. That's rather permanent, like a tree or a field. Yeah. 
All right. So think of those four or five things. You can name them or not. It doesn't really matter. But think of those four or five things and feel that freedom and the excitement that comes as a result of feeling the freedom. You got that? Yep. All right. Now, as though you were an artist with a big, huge paintbrush, what we want you to do is we want you to paint the field or the tree or whatever the object is, and we want you to paint it with it's an invisible paint, but what it does is it soaks down to the very core of whatever it is that you're looking at, and it infuses it and permeates it with that feeling of freedom. You can literally feel the freedom coming out through your hand into the paintbrush, extending through the brush as you're painting across the landscape, and you're infusing, 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 and you're just... You're not covering up anything. What you're literally doing is you're just infusing, 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 infusing these things with freedom. And you can just feel that freedom just flowing through you, flowing through you, flowing through you. And it's just, it's now in all of those things. And so when you look next look out that window, you will see freedom. Do you feel that? Yes. Yep. So... The practice here is for the next two or three days, any time you begin to feel constrained, to turn your attention to the thing that you can see that represents freedom for you. The practice is going to be two things. One, remembering to turn your attention. And two, plugging into the feeling. You're not always going to be able to get there, and that's okay. You're not, this is, you're not trying for a perfect score. What you're looking for here is to notice what shifts, what changes, how things become different. Because instead of getting bound up in the old ways of thinking all of the time, what you're doing now is actually literally turning your attention to something else when you can, as often as you can. Do you understand this? Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I can definitely do that. All right. Now, the other thing is, you can do this as long as you want, but we're not suggesting this because we're saying this is the way you should live your life. We're suggesting this because we know it will give birth to new things and new ideas and new possibilities that have not occurred to you yet. Because what you're going to do here is you're going to set the vibrational tone, which is freedom. Not excitement, but freedom. And do you understand why we say the difference between the two? Possibly, but I'd like to clarify just to be sure. All right. So metaphysically, excitement is not, you don't live your life from a place of excitement. Far from it. And if you were to live your life from a place of excitement, it would actually tire you out pretty quickly. Excitement is a wonderful thing, but the very nature of it is it requires a lot of contrast and it also requires a lot of focus. You have to be constantly being stimulated by something to have this excitement happen over and over and over again. Freedom, however, is as easy as taking your arm and extending it from your chest out into the open air. That's freedom, freedom of movement. Freedom to say, to speak, to move, to, to dance, to not dance, to sit still, to, 
turned around in a circle, freedom to choose thoughts that you want to think, freedom to bring focus to the energies that you want to bring focus to, freedom to notice the vibration where you are, where you are becoming, what's going on, all that sort of thing. That's Freedom is your natural state of being. I understand. So, now there are plenty of people who live in a state of excitement and they do all sorts of things and create all sorts of things from that. But that's not where you are. You are, but that's the excitement that you're having is the anticipation, which we love, 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 of the possibilities that can happen when you really do honor the vibration of freedom over and above anything else. And that's what this practice will lead you to if you allow it. Yeah, I get you. I understand. Have we answered your question? You have indeed. Thank you very much indeed. Very good, and we thank you very, very much for your very delicious question. Okay, so I, I guess my, my question is, is a little off topic of what we've been having, but I was curious ab about these these helpers. Are they just extensions of source energy and they can, do you have the same energy hanging around you or me? Do I always have the same helpers or that same energy or does it vary depending on your vibration? All right, so the first one is very simple. Let's talk about those tablecloths. Are those just tablecloths or are they extension of source energy? Well, they have Let's to be extension of source energy. Indeed. So, yes, it's all that everything is an extension of source energy. Exactly. The tablecloth that you can see is your creation. Right. And you are source energy and manifestation Ergo, the tablecloth is source energy and manifestation. Now, just like you are a thought that is becoming and evolving, the tablecloth, too, is a thought that is becoming and evolving. And there will come a time when the tablecloth will either evolve into dust or it will evolve into something that is unknown at this moment. But it will evolve into something. Even as an idea, it will evolve. The same thing is true with your helpers, but a little bit different in just this one way. Your tablecloth is very, by its very nature, is very compliant. It doesn't bulk when you say, well, I'm going to wrap you around a bowling ball. It doesn't say, well, I'm for tables only, and put its little arms on its hip and tap its feet and say, don't you try bringing that bowling ball near me. Your helpers are a little bit more aligned with who they are. And this is very much on purpose. And what we mean by this is that where the tablecloth will go wherever it is that you go, and it never loses sight of what it is as an idea. That's not a complex idea. It's a rather simple idea. But it never really loses sight of what it is, but it goes where you will go. And if you want to wrap a bowling ball in a tablecloth, then you're free to do so. If you want to cut it up into tiny little pieces, you're free to do that. If you want to set it on fire, you're free to do that. 
Your helpers, however, will not ever really engage with you in resistance, whereas a tablecloth will do so. And that is because part of the task that you have assigned them is to be vigilant for the truth of who you are. Now, a tablecloth is aware of the truth of who you are, just as it's aware of what it is, but it doesn't really give one farthing about the truth of who you are. It's not concerned with maintaining that story because it doesn't see you as being separate from yourself. Your helpers don't see you as being separate from yourself either, but they understand that you believe that. Okay. And but they now, understand why it is important to remind you of who you are. And they evolve as I evolve. My helpers evolve as I evolve. Well, they don't evolve because you evolve. They evolve because all things do so. Right. It's part of the expansion thing, right? Indeed. It's okay. That, that little old expansion thing that's, that we got going on here. Indeed. I understand. Thank you so much. So have we answered your question? Indeed. One of them, anyway. <laughs> Finally. How nice. <laughs> Very good. And so what we want to say to each of you is this, that we have once again found ourselves quite pleased and quite honored to be connecting with you in all of the ways that we are doing so here today. And we are very much looking forward to the next time that we are able to connect with you. And until that very delicious time, we do bid you all a very fond farewell. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio.